Hello there. It's oh, I don't know. You know what time it is? Better not. Uh, about nine nineteen on the eleventh of December, two thousand eighteen. 5.19 London time. One nineteen Hong Kong time. I live on a sphere, aka globe. I refer to as planet Earth. I live in the country United States of America. There are roughly 260 countries in my world. 50 states, along with a few territories that United States own. And, I don't know, partridge in a pear tree. Anyways, uh, my father, he ended up uh, getting out of the, uh, the nursing care um, he calls it a rehab. It's not like a, a drug and alcohol rehab. Rehab. It's more like a uh, um, physical therapy rehab. So he ended up going into the hospital about um, two weeks ago for a, a catalog of problems. He ended up having everything from. I mean, it started off uh, basically a something as simple as a urine in the blood. Um, well, basically, and he ended up having a, a, tract, a urinary tract infection that ended up uh, creeping into his blood and at that point uh, ended up causing some blood clots. So it was a cascade of issues that ended up happening all because of simple urinary tract infections. Amazing how nasty a body can be to you sometimes. So in any case, um, that's among the reasons I ended up um, coming up up to Portland again with us. I didn't like you know, hearing about all this at a distance and everything and combined with the shit that I was going through down there. It was just um I wanted to be here for my family. My family wanted me to be there be here for them. So in any case he was released today and he's able to get around now. He's able to walk pretty well and He's as feisty and as much a, of, of a asshole as he can be at some times, too. So he doesn't like my new moniker, Q. That's for sure. And I'll not, not answer him when he uh, ends up yelling my legal name, which is uh, not to be named here. And um, I don't know. You know, part of the, uh, the thing for me, taking on the moniker, the identity of Q, is... It's, a, it's about a healing thing. I ended up spending years, you know, in, in IT and, and basically kind of being a nerd, right? I mean, sure, I loved, you know, everything science and fi fiction, science fiction and fantasy, and I still do. You know, and I'm not ashamed of any of that. You know, I'm, I'm actually not ashamed of any of my past. You know, I've had some shameful moments, sure. You know, but I've also had some marvelous fucking moments and moments that uh, others would be ashamed about. I actually had a fucking fun time with. But um, a big part of my personal reinvention, you know, and becoming this like a being called Q in Star Trek is is leaving a little bit of me behind in order to become something more. And... Um, it just means letting go of my mortality, you know, to to just a certain degree, you know, and without a a certain, you know, identity. It's not not saying I'm saying, it's not like I'm saying, hey, take that identity. I'm not, you know. What I am saying is, um, that's 
who I legal am, you know. So when I interact with the state or federal agencies or anything like that, then that's how I'm going to interact with them, you know. But when I'm interacting with people, you know, family, friends, and that kind of stuff, you know, cues my identity. It's 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 help. It's it's it, it allows me to reinvent myself away from that legally named um, being that I was before and become something of a fantasy. You know, become something new. Not that much different in, in the way an actor may actually choose a new acting name. You know, um, there's some, some that have, are ashamed that they made that shift. You know, John Cougar being one of them. He ended up changing his name to John... John, or he w was partially ashamed. John Cougar Mellencamp. He wanted to be identified by light, by that. <coughs> it's kind of it, it's a very similar thing to that. And there's two parts of this too. There's certain parts of what I've gone through that having the ma the name, the moniker Q, and that identity has helped me understand what I've gone through has helped put things into a different perspective I otherwise couldn't have done before. You know, so, in any case, my dad, he ended up, um, we got into two pretty quick arguments today. One, because I refused to answer by by my uh, <laughs> legal name. And uh, he's like, Q, fuck. You know, he's, he's just very adamant about making sure he gets things his way. And tree, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because I'm pretty much the same way. It's just like... You know, I know that's your preference. I know it's easy on your memory, but for me, I'm sorry. I'm going to make some choices that you as a father are simply not going to agree with, but um, you've got to come to respect them. And respect hasn't been big in his vocabulary in most of, uh, most of my life. So we'll see. We'll see. But I'm just, here's the thing. No matter how much we do have our, our differences, I still love him. You know, he's... It's nice to have him back. It's uh, nice to see him getting around. I was just watching him wa walk down the hall just now with his uh, walker, and I'm all going, you know, as much as it uh, pains me to see him, you know, a little bit hobbled like this and everything, it also makes me feel good, you know, not seeing him hobble, but seeing him here, you know, it could be something different, right? You know, I... There's a lot of people that don't have their family still around and everything. So, in any case, that's the big news for today. Um, I really don't have have that much going on up here. You know, it's and it's not not like I had that much going on down there, but I always had constant stimulation. I've actually already noticed that uh, my viewing habits have changed as far as TV shows are concerned. You know, I'd watch. Um, Charmed and Supergirl and a lot of shows I just really wasn't that into, but I did it just because of the fact that it kept me busy and I really didn't have a whole lot going on with the games and everything. So, but I've just uh, already I found myself uh, it's just like eh, not really interested. You know, I've got uh, got a couple queued up here. Let's say go through my little list here. So I just got done watching Doctor Who, the final, so final episode of this last season with the woman doctor. 
and it was good. It was an interesting ending, I found. You know, it's rare that um, that you see a show that ends a season that, that says, hey, we know we're going to be back. You know we're going to be back. We're not going to end it with drama. We're going to end it on a lighter note, basically saying, yeah, everything's cool, everything's hunky-dory. Now, just come join us next season, because you know you like watching our journeys just as much as we enjoy going on them. I, I got a kick out of that. I, I thought it was really kind of cool. So, um, anyways, that uh, that show's not returning until 2020. Uh, Supernatural, The Flash is on my uh, queue. Charmed, Supergirl, at least one episode of each of these. Uh, then I've got a whole bunch of movies. Time Jumpers, Four Christmases, Another Time. Uh... Lars and the Real Girl. Rob recommended that over at Starbucks. Been meaning to get to the new version night of Nightmare on Elm Street and made in 2010 rather than the Freddy Krueger version. But who knows how motivated I am about that. And... Yeah, I'm just... I'm not, like, highly motivated right now, you know, to watch any of these shows or anything like that. So... In any case, um, yeah, I just um, just kind of been chilling here, you know, relaxing and everything. My cold has been kind of really fucking annoying. It's been two weeks now that I've had this thing, and um, yeah, I've just been my ear gotten all stopped up and everything over the weekend, and it got to the point where I, f- I thought I was, you know, getting an ear infection with it, and fortunately, my it. You know, my body managed to fight that off, so it's just been plugged and everything last, uh, you know, pretty much today. You know, no, not as much pain as there was or anything like that. But, you know, um, back here in the household, uh, I mean, here's the big news for me today is uh, not just my father, but my my friend uh, Stanley, <coughs> he sent me this uh, kick-ass gaming machine that he's been telling me he wants to get me for the last year. And uh, I finally, finally said, okay, you know, I mean, I wasn't wanting it out there when I was homeless, you know, having a $1,500 machine while I'm out on the streets and everything, you know, it was just, I mean, I, I bang my shit up enough as it is, and, you know, to have a $1,500 gaming machine out there, if somebody sees me at Starbucks, it's not like I'm worried about robbery or anything like that, I'm just worried about busting the thing, that's really, really it. I mean, here I can take care of it, and uh, yeah, this thing's kind of kick-ass. It's a uh, 15.6-inch gaming laptop. It's got a NVIDIA 1060, 6 gigabyte GDDR5, an Intel i7, 16 gigabyte of uh, DDR RAM, full HD, so it's got 1080p on this thing, one terabyte hard disk drive, 256 gig solid state disk disk drive and it's got a cool um, backlit mechanical keyboard so it actually has these rainbow effects and everything that uh, you can alternate through the effects and everything I've got it on rainbow mode right now so in any case I've been uh, pulling down all kinds of stuff I pulled down a uh, PS3 emulator today I did I got this thing in at about 10:30 today and uh, been downloading shit ever since so uh, I 
network two of the computers together. I'm transferring stuff from one to the other. So all my development shit and everything, I'm transferring one from one to the other. And then I also started a couple downloads, and I ended up getting the PS3 emulator along with... Um, I've been dying to play the latest Drake's. So if you've ever played any of the Uncharted series on the PS, PS2 or PS3... Um, or PS4 for that matter. They are, in my opinion, some of the the finest movie quality games that you can get out there. Um, if you, especially if you like Indiana Jones type stuff and the characters, the music, uh, just everything is fucking amazing. It is so so so. I mean, underline that fifty times. So 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 great. And uh, I've always enjoyed the series. And unfortunately, I haven't played the last. Um, the last, I think it's might be at least one, maybe even two uh, versions of it that have come out. So, anyways, I uh, pulled down. It's an alpha. It's an emulator. It's in its alpha stages. It's what that means is it's uh, it's not even beta, and it's it, it kind of just doesn't work that well. You know, I mean, it ended up booting up to the point of getting to the start menu. And at that point, it promptly uh, crashes. So, and that's just running an OpenGL mode. Then I've got to Vulcan, which is the new. I think a company is trying to actually take it, take over OpenGL, and brand it as their own or something like that. But, anyways, there, that didn't work as well. That failed pretty much when I ended up getting into the right before. Hell, right before I got to the start menu altogether. So it loads up some of the graphics, and at that point it quickly fails. So it leaves the other one. I get to the point where I can select a save game and everything, but with OpenGL. But you can't really use uh, the GPU, the six gigabyte G GDDR5 GPU I have on this machine. So and it it definitely annihilates the CPU. So <coughs> and uh, one thing that kind of surprised me about this is. Uh, what it does is it actually looks like it caches a lot of the information beforehand. So it takes it takes the textures, and my bet is it probably does something called MIP mapping uh, behind the scenes for the graphics. And um, what they do, uh, basically, the firmware does this based on the resolution of the video game, um, resolution of the screen that you're actually watching in. So. When you're playing the game, if you're playing it on a dedicated hardware, the PS, PS2 and PS3 and PS4 are all optimized to handle this. But a computer system's a little bit different and different in everything. It's it's doing emulation at the same time. It's also dynamically altering, you know, doing this. Well, what I'm wondering is why they don't do a pre-cache, you know? So, you know, you know, you know, or I know, when I select 720p on this thing, the entire game could actually be run, you know, in 720, 720p. So why they don't go through and build MIP maps for the entire game um, is kind of surprising. I would think that they would, you know, uh, or just allow that option. That could actually accelerate this, uh, the, um, the emulation so much more. So... I don't know. That would be one thing I would actually suggest to those that are actually developing this in the alpha stages and everything is just uh, allow the option to pre-cache based on a certain resolution type, and also fix the DirectX uh, 
DirectX 3 or DirectX support and everything. Vulcan, if, if not only that, but fix you know clearly fix the Vulcan stuff as well. So, but other than that, um, I mean not, that's the only game I've tried so far. There's a couple others. I'm gonna download an Xbox One emulator. The big reason for pulling down the PS3 emulator or PS4 PS3 emulator is uh, just to actually uh, pull pull down Red Dead Redemption 2. Unfortunately, I can't find uh, an image of it yet. So, I'm going to go check some of the Russian websites I have and uh, go see if they have any. Actually, let's do that right now. Dun, dun, dun. Hackers. Um, we tend to uh, share an overshare in a lot of cases. Oh, it's not on this machine. Funny thing is I've got three laptops that are all stacked. I need an a AV or a, an AB switch. Okay, that's not working. It's stacked, but it's just stacked in such a way that the key is hitting over and over again. Okay, so... Yeah, so I've got... Uh, I had two machines that I had before. So one was my movie TV watching machine, um, where I just basically leave it on torrents and download all day. Another one was my gaming and development machine, where I spent basically the latter half of the day, you know, playing Magic or Hearthstone on. And uh, now this new machine is going to be going to be its kind of like augmented pair. So both of them are going to. I'm going to do certain games on one machine and certain games on another machine. I'm going to keep Magic and Hearthstone on the older machine, but. On this newer machine, but I'm gonna put uh, put things like I've been wanting to do mods for GTA 5, and uh, I did mods before on my oldest machine, um, but when I got the new machine, new machine actually the newer I should say. So like I said, I've got three machines. One is old, one is mid, and the other one's the newest. And the uh, the the mid one. When I got it, it actually had less memory than the, uh, the the older machine, and that actually made or broke completely broke Grand Theft Auto. Despite the fact that I actually had a much better graphics uh, processor on it, despite the fact that I actually had better hard disk space, a solid state disk drive on it, um, just having eight gigs versus sixteen gig literally made that game unplayable. So it would cache shit and. As I'm playing the thing, you know, I, I'd sit there and wait for terrain to actually come in into view. You know, and just uh, the whole ghosting thing was kind of a just a pain in the ass. So where I'm, if I'm driving really fast trying to escape the cops or something like that, and even that, if I'm just driving really fast, I'd have to wait for textures to appear for for the street to appear in some cases. Because I'd sit there and I'd hit things and I couldn't see it. They had collision detection on, but they didn't actually have the uh, the graphical, you know, the, the assets loaded for the certain area. So here I am waiting for the damn thing to load. So anyways, I, I was going to port my mods and start playing with the mods on on the, uh, the mid-machine. But after several different attempts actually trying to trying to bear with it and trying to optimize it so I can do it. I finally just said fuck it. It's just not even worth it. And I didn't want to do any development on the old machine. I had already stripped all the development tools off of that as it was. 
So now I'm just like going, okay, cool. I'll be able to do all the development. And the cool thing is there's an add-in that I can uh, that I can hook into GTA 5 and actually more or less um, on the PC version anyways, I can hook into it and I can actually make changes with uh, C-sharp. So I can uh, compile a C-sharp, uh, C-sharp stuff. Now one of the one of the mods I did uh, just allowed me to, every time I got into a car, the license plate would change to Q. I would save the prior license plate in, in memory, and then once I ended up exiting the car, it would revert it back to the, uh, you know, to the standard license plate. So uh, for me, it was just fun, seeing, you know, getting into a car and boom, license plate changes to Q. I like imagining doing this in the real world. I get into a car, it's like, hey. You know, this is my car. You know, boom, it changes to my name or something like that. So, anyways, um, I'm just what I'm going to be doing is messing with AI. So, one of the interesting things about um, about GTA is the AI is proximity based. So, let's say you're uh, what I'm talking about is a pedestrian and and cars and everything that's in your vicinity and everything. Um, AI doesn't process if there's something that's on the other side of the map or something like that, with the, ex the solitary exception of current story narratives that actually occur. And you're to assume that that narrative is actually changing things. You know, um, you don't get verification of that until you actually get to that uh, to that remote area and everything. But uh, in a general sense, it's only with current storyline narratives is when the AI is actually dynamically doing something on the other side of the map and everything. So what I'm going to do with GTA is, is A, first off, um, play around with the proximity-based uh, AI. So pedestrians that are in my area and everything. Um, there's mods out there that uh, basically make all the pedestrians fight. Well, I mean, that's fucking boring. You know, it's like being at Starbucks. Go hang out at Starbucks for a couple of days, and that'll get you out of your system real fast. Um, but uh, I'm not going to say all pedestrians, but certain idiots. Um, but uh, other ones like, um, you know, so I like the idea of taking that, you know, a mod like that and uh, try if I can actually reverse engineer it, which I probably, you know, shouldn't be able to have any problem taking .NET library and using a .NET reflector and pulling out the source code and seeing what they ended up doing for making changes and everything and create my own based on that. And uh, what I'll do is I'll just uh, make my own pedestrian AI. So, you know, and I like the idea of actually assigning, of A, seeing if I can actually uniquely identify the pedestrians that are walking by. You know, so do they have any kind of unique identifier or unique name or anything like this? So when they fall off the radar, you know, the proximity radar and everything, um, is there any way for me to actually be able to store this information you know, so where I can actually, at a later time, pick it back up when I get within proximity of them. You know, so here's a good for instance. Let's say you you go to the public library. Well, um, for your town. Doesn't matter where it is or anything like that. And um, let's say every time you go there, you know, there's somebody working behind the desk. There's um, somebody that's carting books around. There's somebody that's actually tending to the computers. There's somebody that's working um, maybe as a janitor or something like that. But every time you go in, you see a different face. You know, so that 
and it doesn't matter. You can go in um, right now, or l let's just say at a decent hour, let's say 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and then you can go down the street, go over, go over down the street town, let's say a mile away, and then come back, and there's going to be different faces there. You've only been away 15 minutes, and you keep on walking, you know, going, let's say, just a mile away, and then come back, and every time there's a different face there. Now, each one's doing the same exact job, but every time they're doing something different. Well, that's how G, or I'm sorry, every time they're a different face, you know, they're a different person, you know, so when let's say when you first walk up at 2 o'clock, um, you see a a black man um, wearing, you know, with an afro um, that's actually working behind the desk. So you drive away, you come back 15 minutes later, and now there's an elderly lady, you know, who's, um, you know, dressed up in, you know, in a sundress, or you no, know, dressed up in a in a shawl. So then you you drive away for 15 minutes, and then you come back, and now there's a young lady dressed in a sundress. You drive away, and you come back. Wouldn't that drive you mad? if that was actually happening to you in real life? Well, that's actually how GTA does its uh, AI. You know, so what I'm trying to figure out is how is it I can actually take that AI? And, and, and here's what they do. They do it specifically based on jobs. So they have polls of different people and different faces and everything. And in general, they're using pretty much all the, the same poll and everything and, um, and the same models uh, as well. <clears throat> and they use that in certain areas. So, you know, for here's another for instance. Let's say you're living in Los Angeles and you go down to Venice Beach. Well, there's going to be, let, let's say you look out at the beach and there's going to be 15 women that are wearing bikinis. You know, one's in, got blonde hair, one's brunette, yada, yada, yada. All more attractive. Um, some are topless, some aren't. You know, that's Venice Beach. So, Let's say you drive down the street 15 minutes and you come back. Boom. You know, you've got just as many who are topless, um, but it's the same variety, you know, in a general sense. You're going to see some males out there, you know, but in general, you're going to see probably more females than males. And this is just Venice Beach. Now, you keep doing this back and forth and everything, and every time you're going to see different models. Well, GTA 5 works the same exact way. There's no specific names that are handed out to each of the characters and everything, at least that I have seen or heard, because you can't really do any interacting with them. You know, that's that's kind of the problem that, uh, that I have with GTA 5's interactions. Every pedestrian that you meet, um, there's certain basic interactions that you can do with them. You know, for instance, fight them, you know, push them around and that kind of stuff. But you can't do basic things like, you know, try to talk to them, you know, try to ask them out on a date, you know, offer to fuck or something like that. So what I'm trying to see is, A, can can I actually build AI into GTA 5 that's going to remember the characters and hold static the configuration of characters for the certain areas that I go to? So when you go to a place... Um, not necessarily hold static, you know, because clearly you're going to have some things like times and that kind of stuff. You know, and that's actually one important thing, too, is GTA 5 does distinguish night from day. So you go out to the beach area during the night and you don't see anybody there. 
you know, you might see a couple uh, prostitutes walking along the street, but that's about it. So GTA 5 does a pretty good job with that. But the thing is, when it comes down to individual identity, um, it, it doesn't really have what I consider, um, act, what from what I've seen from the outside anyways, any ability to remember the characters. So what I'm hoping is I can actually get in there and maybe some find some kind of unique identifier. Now, I'm doubting it's there, you know, just because of the way they've done things. It's possible, absolutely, um, that there is some kind of mechanism in there to do this, but uh, I'm truly doubting it is. You know, so I've got my hopes up, you know, once I start diving into it, that there's a mechanism in place that actually lets you, lets it remember, and maybe it is choosing from a static, um, a static pull, a person, you know, that's, you know, um, that more or less, you know, will be in a certain place, um, but maybe when you go back 15 minutes later or something like that, that person's gone and everything. Well, so that's actually what I'm going to, you know, start working on is, A, you know, getting people to behave in certain ways when I'm around. You know, so let's say I go into an area, and at this point, let's say I can actually save a unique identifier and everything. Well, I'm not going to want to simulate for the entire game, you know, all these different characters and everything. Unless, of course, I build in back processes and everything, which I might very well do, you know, especially if I end up taking some of the information and throwing it into a database and at this point running the, you know, processes, background tasks on the, on the processes and everything on the data and uh, making it so where maybe this application, this add-in that I add in, um, picks the information up from the database and at this point this is actually how the, uh, the characters are filled and everything. So, anyways, um, another time. Um, so, anyways, long story short, um, that's actually, so I'm pulling down GTA 5 right now, and uh, the hope is to be able to go through and make changes to uh, GTA 5 and play around with the AI, so whether or not it's the cars and and uh, some of the driving patterns and everything. One of the things I'm going to do is just basically make it so where um, they've got an add-in that uh, that makes it so where you yourself are targeted if uh, if you break the law and everything. But what I would like to see is the same add-in actually targeting other people who break the law when it comes down to driving laws. You know, so somebody goes through a red light, boom, they get they get uh, busted for you know for going through a red light. You know, so I just like the idea of actually seeing the same laws that applied apply to me while I'm a pedestrian or while I'm driving a car and everything um, apply to those that are around me as well. That just makes sense, right? So that's uh, that's kind of like uh, I just want to dig into the AI mechanisms and more or less take it to learn and understand what goes into creating my own world. I mean, really, it is kind of that simple. You know, I mean, I noticed certain patterns, you know, years ago, you know, in people's behavior and that kind of stuff while I was at Subway. Um, every every day, at precisely 10 o'clock, the same sausage truck would go by. At 10 o'clock, well, I know, and you know, it's on a schedule, right? You know, that uh, that they're delivering something, and, you know, this this... 
mechanism for this repeated pattern of this truck is, you know, basically a person's driving that truck and, you know, going from destination A to destination B and everything. And that truck that I see is the same truck, you know, and it's basically repeating a pattern that you could almost call programmed. Well, that's how my world functions. You know, it's just, this is the same shit that I've lived in my entire life. You know, where people go from point A to point B, you know, and um, this is the daily life that they live. You know, where, you know, a truck goes from point A to point B, and whether or not it's Joe, Mary, or Doug driving that truck, it doesn't make a shit of difference. That truck, I can sit off to the same side of the street and everything and see the same truck drive by at the same time and everything. Well, I mean, that's just how, what life is. I'm not saying it's good or bad, I'm just saying kind of like what life is to me is just basically watching some of the predictable elements. You know, I'd wake up when I was over at the uh, at Starbucks and or, you know, out, out sleeping in the park. And um, when I woke up in the morning, um, especially if I woke up right around the butt crack of dawn, I would hear a plane fly overhead right about then, every day. Now, I know that generally speaking, all flights that uh, you know that uh, leave uh, an airport start off at dawn, and they they tend they tend to end. You know, in particular, I'm talking about domestic-based airports. You know, international airports, it's you know, all rules are off with that. But domestic airports, generally speaking, it starts at dawn and it tends to end by eight o'clock. You know, noise abatement rules and that kind of stuff for domestic airports have a tendency to actually have them stopping flights um, in between 8 and 10 o'clock. You know, so 10 o'clock is a later time and everything, but, you know, and, and what happens is, as a result, you'll see less flights coming in those times and no flights coming in between basically 10 to uh, 10 to 6 o'clock. And this is true for pretty much any domestic regional carrier and everything. Well, I know that rule. Now here's the thing, can I create similar rules inside this virtual sandbox called GTA, you know, to, in effect, guide people's behaviors? In much the same way a lawyer might impose laws on a population that he's actually, you know, that he's actually working with and everything, can I do the same thing, you know, within this virtual sandbox environment and, and create what I would consider a more dynamic environment? You know, um, how much of this world is actually simulated? You know, um, that's actually the next question I have. You know, I, I don't know to what extent, you know, the rest of the population that's actually outside of my, my view is doing things. So, I mean, that's, I, I'm just going to be playing around a lot with it. And that's actually something I've really been looking forward to. And, you know, now that I'm going to be doing this. So, and the other thing I'm going to be doing, you know, now that I've, uh, I'll be having a terrifically devoted gaming and development machine. It's also continuing work on my own project, the uh, the game I'm creating myself. But a part of um, part of that work also means applying some of the concepts and everything I'm going to be learning from uh, modifying Grand Theft Auto. I mean, it's a different game altogether, but I like the idea of including passive artifact AI elements inside of a program. 
um, that looks like an 8-bit game, that looks like it's a total throwback, you know, to the whole Leisure Suit Larry that could fit in the same era. You know, I want it to, I want it by all means to look and to act and to react like, just like, you know, the Leisure Suit Larry does, with one major exception. I'm going to have some things in it that I, I do really kind of want, especially if you decide to reverse engineer my code. I want you to see that, uh, you know, that this is, is far from standard. You know, that I've implemented some things in this that, well, may, may be messy. You know, are also going to be some things that are going to make you think about life itself. So, in any case, if you can't tell, I'm excited about my new machine, my rainbow keyboard, and I'm going through and checking the, uh, I'm on that site that I was talking about, the rutracker.org. And say uh, it's entirely in Russian, so I don't speak Russian. But Google does. Uh, okay, so Red Dead Redemption 2. And do they have it? Do they have it? Nope. They got the complete official guide as well. They don't have the habit. So let's just see what they have for. Maybe there's something that's been miscategorized. PS3. Nope. <laughs> Dead Redemption of Red. No, somebody's messing with things. What it came out 2018. Let's check. Look by the date. Oops, not 1918. <coughs> so, nope, that's definitely not available there. So, in any case, um, yeah, so machine's rocking. It's, uh, all I've gotten to try so far on it is, uh, the emulated version of GTA, or not GTA, of, um, jeez, these machines are smoking together. That's not good. Holy shit. I can't do that. Okay, um, yeah, I have the machines sitting on top of each other, and that's not working out well at all. Especially for the new... So I've got two higher-performance machines, and one sitting on top of the other. Their GPU gets pretty hot on these things. So, how do I do this? Oh no, no, tell me you didn't shut down. No, no. No. Am I still recording? Yes. Oh come on, that just sucks. I just closed the lid accidentally.
Well. Okay, so. Reason I was yelling that just sucks is because I was doing a file transfer in between and that would really suck if it didn't I'm copying all the development stuff. So hopefully it copied over correctly. If not, I have to go through and find out which one it did this on. So, yeah, other than that, um, I went to go see Magical Beasts 2 today. My mom, my nephew, and my mom and dad's roommate, Michelle, they ended up, um, they've been letting her live, she was my former, my youngest brother's girlfriend for a couple years. When they broke up a couple years ago, she moved in, and uh, it's been kind of like my mom's friend and everything, helping her out and everything. They got along really well. <coughs> so, anyways, three of them went to go see Apollo 2, which I had absolutely <coughs> no desire to see. I saw Apollo 1, and I'm just like, I'm Rocky'd out since Rocky, and I shut it off about halfway through just like going, oh, I can't take any more of this. So, Magical Beast, it, it was, I don't know. I loved the first one. Absolutely loved it. But this one, it just, it felt, I don't know, like it, it just didn't have its shit together. It wasn't well, There's just a couple parts in it that just leave me really just questioning, you know, from a script writing perspective, what they did and why. I mean, I I was there watching this movie, and all I know is they've got one of the key characters that both sides are trying to go for, you know, trying to recruit and everything. Um, but there's a couple stories given about his background and everything, and it's just like which story is true, you know, which one's accurate. Um, that's one of the, the loose ends that I don't think they're really patched up that well and everything. There's just a couple things about it that just, like, leaves you scratching your head and everything, and it just felt like it was long. Well, at the end of the movie, I felt like, I understand why it felt like it felt long. Just because they had no, no intention of ending it. They they're making a sequel out of it. And it's just like, ugh. You know, you could have cut back on this. You could have focused a little bit more on having a conclusive story and everything. And instead, I think you're focused more on box office, office profit, off, uh, box office profits. Um, I don't know. So it, it just left a little bit to be desired, in my opinion. I mean, it's still visually gorgeous, you know, without hesitation. But um, it just didn't. It didn't make as much sense as the first one. first one was, I mean, I don't know, just well put together and everything. Great presentation. This one is just like, unless you're thinking exactly like the, uh, the people that put it together, I don't think you're going to understand it. Not fully, anyways. So... Anyways, I mean, it had some decent story altogether, and I loved the uh, the big, huge creature and what they did with him and everything. That was kind of fun. So, 
But uh, anyways, besides that, yeah, I mean, life is kind of dull right now, like kind of boring. It's nice for a change, to be honest. You know, got my dad back here, got, got two pretty hardcore machines here. And uh, I'm going to be uh, diving back into development stuff and everything over the next couple couple of uh, couple of weeks. And um, I don't know. I got to give a kudos out to my friend Stanley, you know, for getting me this machine. And guys, he's a godsend. It's just awesome. You know, um, it's nice actually having somebody like that in my life and everything who's so awesome and willing to care and, you know, provide and everything. So, totally 100% appreciated, you know, all that, all that that guy's done. So, Stanley, if you happen to be listening, you are truly an awesome guy. So, other than that, oh, one last thing I uh, thought was kind of funny. I had a, uh, a friend of mine that works over at Ralph's, he sent me a picture of the seat that I used to take up over at Starbucks. And the seat is really, uh, it, it doesn't have me. <laughs> and it, it has one of my friends, Rob, one of the guys that uh, used to be regular in there as well. I can't really call him a friend, but it can kind of. He's more than acquaintance. But anyways, he's, he's commandeered the seat. And uh, while I certainly miss some of the social atmosphere of uh, Starbucks and that kind of stuff, I just I you know don't miss that those evenings, you know, just having to set up the tent, having to go through that shit all the time and everything, and just the shit that I you know had to deal with on a regular basis out there at the. Uh, I mean, it wasn't wasn't that horrible just looking over the fence and just doing that kind of stuff. But for the occasional nights where I'm woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning or, as you heard, me talking where I'm constantly telling somebody, it's just like, nope, nobody's here. you know. And, and each person that comes up, I mean, I'm in the dark out there and I don't know what I'm going to have to deal with or anything like that. I mean, I've calmed myself down and re while I'm out there and everything. But So here's the funny thing. I've actually been having a hard time sleeping here. Um, the night before last, I actually considered setting my tent up outside. It's, I started thinking about things. It's been six years that I've actually been sleeping outdoors, with the exception of um, two weeks that I had Stanley's apartment when he moved up to Seattle, which was about three three years ago, and two different uh, weekends in the last, uh, last two months where I've spent a couple nights in the hotel. And... I've literally, I've had a hard time sleeping at night, you know, um, the lack of noise here, because I had freeway noise over there that had happened on a regular basis, and, you know, the weird thing is, I, I've noticed this, when I'm in a building, um, particularly when there's no, no voices or anything like that, I can actually hear the electricity, I can hear the singing of, of the electricity that, that vibrates through the walls. You know, before I used to, I used to dismiss it. You know, saying, "Hey, that's just nothing more." You know, because I could hear it before, but I used to dismiss it as just ringing in my ears. You know, and it, I didn't hear it all the time. I just heard it on occasion. But now it's just like, nope. I mean, I can walk into into this place, and if it's quiet here, I can hear everything. You know, when it comes down to the electricity that's soaring through the building, I could walk outside; it's gone. It's 
It's just really bizarre. You know, I mean, I don't hear this noise when I'm out there in the trees and that kind of stuff. So that was one of the problems. The other problem is just the the, the air. You know, um, I had a hard time sleeping inside the uh, hotel room because of the quality of the air. Plain and simple. So I opened up a couple uh, couple windows in that room. Well, I ended up doing the same thing here. And, you know, so one of the windows right next to me is opened up and everything so I can actually have fresher air and everything. It's really bizarre, you know, sleeping outside for six years and how acclimated to certain things I got, you know, where I can sleep like a fucking baby, despite, or, that's not a good analogy, you know, like a baby. Think about how most kids, you know, a lot of kids scream, so not necessarily like a baby, but I slept really well out there at night sometimes, you know, when the when I wasn't woken up in the middle of the night or something like that, but even then, within half an hour, boom, I'm right back to sleep. You know, I, I I had a tendency to sleep really well. Surprised a lot of me. I didn't at first when I first got out there. So, in any case, um, I've just been having a hard time getting used to it. Now, I'm not complaining. Don't get me wrong. You know, I prefer this without hesitation. I'm sleeping on a couch, and you know, for me, it's 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 a nice contrast. I have cushions. I have you know, warmth around me, I've got, you know, candles and a little fireplace, uh, one of those electric fireplaces that's going right, right base of my feet and everything. So, it, it's, it's, in contrast, yes, I prefer this without hesitation, but just in between the two, it's just weird. I didn't expect, you know, so like I said, I fought the urge, you know, to go outside and everything, but it's just like, wow. Um, and one last thing that I, I thought was really kind of cool is I ended up getting a, a, jack, a couple jackets from... My uncle passed away about uh, probably about four months ago. And he lived up in Colorado. He was a mountain man. He appeared in some couple Clint Eastwood movies and everything. And he just... Um, he was extremely good with the hunting stuff and everything, but he ended up finally kicking a bucket about four months ago. And my brother and my uh, my mom ended up spending the last of his days with him before they ended up coming back here. <coughs> but uh, they brought with them a lot of the goods and everything that they had from his house. So when they came back, they two of the things that... Uh, well, my brother ended up bringing back a couple jackets and... So I've got uh, one of his old leather, really, really, really beautiful leather jacket. So it reminds me of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Terminator. It's uh, not studded like that one, but it still looks pretty, you know, pretty damn good on me. So I ended up getting that leather jacket. It's too big for my brother, and it's uh, it's heavy, man. So I got a really, really, really nice jacket there, and I also got a uh, something that's used for some of the colder temperatures out there in Colorado that uh, I wore out tonight, and uh, man, I definitely kept warm. It's not like a parka or anything like that, but in any case, um, yeah, Christmas is actually turning out to be pretty uh, pretty nice for a change. Yeah, I've gone through, I actually started thinking about it last night. I feel like I've gone through hell for the last, off and on for the last six years. The shit that I've gone through, 
Um, I actually had a buddy of mine over at uh, Ralph's that he would just make the comment, you know, we're in hell. You know, it's just like, whatever, dude. You know, now, I'm not a religious person, but I respect people that are religious. And, uh, you know, and part of it just comes down to, you can choose your deity, I've chosen mine, and I'm that. But the whole concept of, you know, hell is just like, I've been through it, baby. You know, I've been, I've seen the worst. I've, you know, that's, that is permissible, that I, I deem is permissible on this planet. So, and I think that's the thing, is you have to believe that you are capable, you know, of preventing worse. That your mind is, your mind is ultimately that filter that keeps out the, uh, the shit that you really don't want from happening in the world that, uh, that you live in. And if you do experience it, you know, you're going to be experiencing hell from your perspective, not hell from somebody else's perspective. Everybody else can take their uh, their beliefs and their views and share it with you, you know, but me, I'll get it in a video game. <laughs> I mean, I'll see it in Dante's Inferno or things like that, and I'll be able to play it and be more entertained. You know, it's that's how it will be fed to me, but in experiencing it, It'll be what I what I went through and what I no longer w wish to be a part of out there in a good old uh, studio city sleeping at night and or spending my time south of the border in Honduras and El Salvador and hitchhiking through places where the army's afraid to walk at night. So, anyways, um, yeah, I thought I'd just say hi, give an update, and. I don't know. I'll keep uh I'll keep the updates coming and everything. Probably just uh this frequently and everything with how little I have going on in the world. So take care.